Thank you, everybody. Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall. We are Canada's only live air late night talk show and the greatest podcast ever to get started in a pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. Bar none because of these gentlemen to my left, the Nocturnal Emissions, the greatest band in Canadian late night history. The prize this week of on rhythm, both vocals. Our band leader, Michael Bow, everyone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy at home, they're clapping like crazy. You can't hear them. In the corner, making it sound so good. That's the guy that's got us to be the biggest hit in France right now. The French tickler, Cap Belanger, everybody. And right there, playing bass. That's my favorite. The balls of the nocturnal emissions hanging low. Whiskey, West Angus, everyone. That's our reluctant German, our house reluctant German, Steve the reluctant German, everybody. And our announcer tonight, not to be outshone by anybody, he replaced my brother and made him look like a, a, a scrub. That was a, that was Jordan Gord for everyone. And our co-host and guest tonight, he's come all the way down from Stony Creek. We're happy to have him here. Jimmy, England, everyone. And I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke. We got a great show, but we're the only one way to get started. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That was a good one. You guys feel good about the opener? Oh, Kevy was smashing those yeah. drums. That was fun. Yeah, they liked it, right? That was a, a, a Texas King uh, song. Hell yeah. And uh, Texas King, they're a London band. So it's not like a regular song that we do because we you can't just go look up uh, uh, the, the the chords, the lyrics. No, no tabs. No tabs at all. You got to just do it like old school, like you listen to it on the radio and f- write down the words. Or memorize it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Cool it's, band. Yeah, we got to get them in here sometime in Life in the Dutch Hall. I believe they're at Bushstock, weren't they? They were. I was a personal... Uh, I don't know what you call him. I was like an assistant to the lead singer there for a bit. <laughs> I made sure that he was uh, well taken care of. Maybe he wrote this song after that, eh? There's maybe. Some, some words about maybe him partying that night. Yeah. I remember one time uh, he asked me a question the one morning when he woke up at Bushstock because he went and jumped in the lake. He was having such a good time. He was just having a blast, eh? They were doing pretty good at the time, Texas King. And he was saying at one time, he goes, yeah, we're doing pretty good. We played a couple really good shows we've got some radio play and he goes uh but i still don't know if i have to if i can feed myself or my dog tonight. you know like <laughs> that's canadian entertainer that's yeah. the truth terrible ter- that, that that's what happens but these guys are super talented and uh we've seen a bunch of times they're great oh, yeah. yeah full of energy wes is a huge fan of them big fan when we when jordan came out on on stage and started performing right away like within two seconds at that concert you're like oh these guys aren't these guys are different. These guys are full of fucking piss and vinegar. Yeah, yeah. They rock. It was a real yeah. show. I remember he was yelling in my ear, we're uh, Texas king, singular, even though there's like a lot of us. We're not the kings, where there's only one king. <laughs> okay. The band itself is one unit. We're a king. Nice. And I was just trying to introduce them to the crowd, and he's yelling this in my ear as I'm introducing them, you know? Like, make sure you say king, like singular, because <laughs> I think it was in the print that it was had an S. With an S. Huh. Anyways, I wonder if they've uh, played in Texas. Hmm, good question, Stephen. Yeah. 
I don't know. We'll have to ask them when they come in. Yeah, that's right. Jordan, you know, come on in, bud. Can I tell a, a, a story that he might not like that I think is funny? <laughs> what? Of course you can. Because one time uh, he woke up the next morning, this guy that sings for the band, and uh, I was getting him a, a drink for the morning, and uh, he said to me, Pete, did uh, I do cocaine last night? <laughs> and then I said to him, no, you didn't. Uh, not one with me, at least. Like, I didn't see you do it. And he goes, I figured I didn't do cocaine because I feel great this morning. <laughs> this is what he said. That's awesome. Yeah. Some rock and roll. So I like to believe that since that day, he's been on the straight and narrow. Keeping it real. Yeah, just going with the Bush Stock program that I put him on. Just simple beer and weed. That's, That's right. Keep it simple. And Friends the odd and dip in the lake. Wake you right up and away you go. Right, no OJ. big deal. No big deal at yeah. all. Sunshine. So we have to address a few issues before we get to our big time uh, uh, guest and, and co-host tonight, Jimmy. England, and one of it is to address the elephant that isn't in the room. Ooh, if, if you're gonna spill right. next time, spill on. At least it's on me. Him. No, it's on mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll That's what it. I mean. It shouldn't be on yours. Spill it on Charlie. I know. I had it up. all planned out tonight. Yeah. Sorry. No worries. Dave, Dave, the Rooster Charters. He gives an excuse in advance that he can't show up. You know, this, these, this is, these are the, this is the last show before the last show. That's right. Before the hiatus, yeah. the unprecedented hiatus <laughs> that we are going through for the Christmas season. Six years, the six-year anniversary is next week of this program. Yeah. And then we go to, um, then we go to a hiatus. The and unknown. The unknown happens. Yep, now, yes. I promise to my listeners who are listening to this right now, I will be still putting out content during the hiatus. So there will be stuff for you to watch. But uh, we will not be uh, doing the Dutch Hall in this forum ever again after next week, the anniversary show. So if you want to get, uh, if you want to come, I think next week's going to be a bit of a party. Oh, baby. <laughs> Paul's talking about um, uh, cooking a turkey. Yes. I thought that was this week. Yeah, he had two hockey games come up. Paul's also, Fuck. you don't want to throw Paul in with charters, but I don't even want to, cons- like Paul, like uh, he's, he, he's, he's, I don't know what you call it. He's drawing a line in the sand, my brother Paul. He said the show should start at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. so that it can be done at 8 o'clock so that I can go <laughs> home to bed. Because you know, he's got a job. Because it's hard to build houses, he says. And then, it's um, understandable, Paul. And then I disagree. <laughs> but Charters, he, his excuse this week for not showing up was that he had a Christmas concert for his kids. You know who else did? Pete Van Dyke right here. Whoa. Did it both. And hosted a program. Here with time to spare. Charters, your excuse is uh, is bullshit, right, Mike? It's a turd. And what you said, Mike, is that you said you're so sickened by <laughs> Dave Charters not being here in this show that you you're gonna what you're. That's how you said you're gonna start. His amp is your beer holder. I did say that for the night. Yep. And when you're done holding it with beer, you might take a nice. Fresh fucking shit on that thing, right? <laughs> Is that what you said? Uh, if I if I had one, yeah. If you had one, if you, I had you, one ready to go, you'd lay that steamer right on Dave's amp. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something, Dave Charters. You think I'm going to let your amp sit in my church with a fucking piece of shit on top of it? <laughs> it's going I'll, out to the school kids. 
It is going out front to where the smokers are. There'll be an amp out there with a piece of poop on it, and that's what you're going to have to smoke with, high school kids. And that's the way it goes when you miss a week around here, Dave Charters. I'd be a nasty one, too. I've been eating lasagna for a week, eh? Everybody gives you lasagna when you have a baby. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, Aww. lasagna and pasta. Did you, it, lasagna and pasta is a lot of carbs, a lot of Italian lot of carbs. food. Yeah. You want to know why? The Italians known for breeding. There you go. Back in the day. So they I wondered it. why. But nowadays, I just watched a program about this on TV. It's true. There was, uh, the Italians aren't fucking anymore. They're, not, they're pulling out or whatever they do. They do not care about Jesus and all that stuff anymore. They used to be huge into Jesus. Wow. Tom all, Hanks fucked them up, eh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> a little bit. Of, there's a bunch of stuff the Catholics <laughs> did wrong, eh? That, that hurt them. It's adding up. Yeah. You can't just keep doing that it's shit. It's science. Yeah. But anyways, the Italians don't bang anymore. The French had to give... Uh, um, them a tax credit so they would start banging again and the Italians are saying they got to do the same thing because uh, nobody wants to have kids anymore because it's too expensive, right? Mm. And uh, and t- to be honest, I've been reading the Bible. I've uh, never read a word about uh, not about pulling out. It doesn't say you're not allowed to pull out. <laughs> I have not read a thing yet about it and maybe I haven't got to that part yet. But from what I've read, <laughs> who knows? It doesn't say nothing about condoms, birth control, nothing like that. They didn't even think about that stuff. And uh, if anything, uh, I think that was kind of made up by the church, so they would just keep having more people that would put money in the collection plate. I feel you? like I should be making notes so I can refute this later on. You know? Are you anti? Or, <laughs> this is a test later. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I hope you should refute it. Refute it right now, because most of what I say is complete horseshit. <laughs> That's all I don't facts. even know uh, what I'm saying. I, I see little bits of it out of the periphery of my mind. Like, I see, like, uh, it's uh, the TV's going on in the background. I'll be, like, doing something else, like cooking supper, but then you kind of listen to it, so you get, like, the gist of it, but you don't really know, but then you treat it like fact when you're in public and on the air and on the <laughs> Internet. I'll just, I just, well, I don't want to interrupt because I know this is your band time. I think it's very no, 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 no. That's very important. You Jump have in. band time. It's it's oh. one of the best polka bands I've ever heard. This guy's these guys are great. <laughs> yeah, Thank good. you. So, but yeah, I just want to point out to you that the reason the Italians are not so big on having children is because the Pope is no longer Italian. Oh no! Uh, ever since he went German, and then what? What is he's Argentinian? The Polish now? one. The Polish one. Yes. So yeah. there, there you go. It's you the, think it was the Polish Pope? That started it all off to say that he took it away. Because they're going to lose a bit of pride in being Catholic when there's no Italian popes. I, I believe that, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty shallow. Yeah, that German one really fucked it up. Because uh, that German one, do you remember? Are you Catholic? No. What are what you? you? What, um, I, I don't want to say atheist because that's kind of like, that's a religion in itself either. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm agnostic. Op- I'm open minded. There you go. You don't know, right? No. But did you, were you raised a certain religion? Yeah, whatever would get me out of the house on Sunday. What was it? Uh, Baptist, quite a lot. Oh, good music? Uh, no, it's, it sucked, man. Jesus, that's the only good thing about the Baptist. I, I married a Catholic girl. Uh-oh. There, yeah. I did too. You did too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did because... Uh, um, Neither one of us had to. Let's be clear on this. No, I didn't have to marry her. I didn't have her. to either. No. I, you, you, you married out of your league too, Jimmy, didn't I you? I did. Yeah, I, it's I, great. She was four years younger than me. And Catholic, too. And Catholic, but she's not, well, anymore. You turned her. I turned her. <laughs> to the dark side. Yeah. 
You turned her with your love, Jimmy. I did. Because uh, she's now Star Wars. That's her religion. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, really? Oh. Fair enough. She's got to look at your Wookie. <laughs> eh? Anyways, I, I sh- we'll go back to band time. Where were we? Oh, hiatus next week. Charles is a dick. And then... Uh, Good sum. Fuck you. Oh, no. Not next week. Next week's the anniversary show. Then fun hiatus. Times. Um, fun times next week. Then hiatus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fun times. And we hopefully Paul's going to cook that fucking bird. If he's even, <laughs> And if he wants to just leave it and go home, whatever. But nobody's going to argue that. The table's no. already set up. But when you promise to cook us a turkey and you don't cook us a turkey, it's... What do they call that? They call that a Native American giver? Is that what they call that? I'm going to give him a fucking Indian burn when he gets here. I would give him a Native American burn. Oh, even be better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an Aboriginal burn. Ooh. Is that bad, I don't know too? what that is. I like how the words become bad, but then nothing ever changes. This is what I like. You can't say, can't say retard, right? Because that's bad. I understand that. Even though, Or you can't say retarded, but... Retard's always been bad because it's a short form for a real word. But retarded has a word, right? But yeah. then they say, don't call that. Call it like something else. Like, call him like mentally challenged. And then that becomes offensive because you go, what are you, mentally challenged, right? And then you go, then they say, well, get more technical or something. Get like different about it, right? And they keep changing the language. But as long as there's an asshole that will take the new word <laughs> and then Manipulate use it, it. Yeah. Into, in a hateful form to the person that they're trying to insult then uh it, it isn't going to matter what the fucking word is right, That's right. isn't that the point jimmy uh, I, <laughs> they keep changing the words i'm just saying yes. you're older than i am whoa a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and in. you and uh gloves came off really early in this podcast <laughs> i noticed and you gotta say what you gotta watch these kids so there's, yes. there's younger people you gotta see them all over the place everyone's almost younger than you and they <laughs> and they uh you see these kids and they're making up these rules like new rules they come up with new rules all the time college kids do it they'll say you can't say this you gotta say that now we're all called this now you gotta do this we have new pronouns all these things and I'm like, but I'm out of school. I'm a grown-up. I don't get memos about the new shit you kids come up with. So, uh, so I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I just don't know the new shit you make up. Right? All right. All right. Here's the thing. I, I turned 70 uh, a week and a half ago. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Hey, oh, here we go. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty shallow. I'm going to go for every compliment I can get. <laughs> that is the dividing line between doesn't he look good for his age and are we in the will? That's, that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> I don't but think you'll get a day over 69. The beauty of it is that you, I've reached an age where I can call women beautiful. I can give them hugs. And I, they just go, he's old. He doesn't know better. He's going to die soon anyway. So let's <laughs> oh, yeah. let him have it. As long as he doesn't get totally offensive, I can get away with a ton of stuff. Uh. I have been watching old people all my life do this. And I have, I'm at that magic number now where I can do it. You know, That is actually a freaking great God point. God bless you. Because I thought... You you lucked out so much because you went from like being a baby boomer, right? Where like you know there's no women in the workforce at all, right? Yep. And then they came in, and then you you had you were saying like, what are you letting the women in? We're all gonna bang them. I, I didn't say that. Well, come you know on. your generation did though. They're like, we're gonna bang them. I'm not gonna lie to you. You don't want to know. Something? And then they did too. My wife. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. My, my wife said she wanted to work, and I said, no wife of mine is going to work. Yeah. 
which was really stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> she went out and got this flipping great job. She earned tons more money than I did. Marry rich. I'm telling you right now. Marry a woman with potential. That is the key to happiness, guys. Preaching to the choir, Jim. Good advice. Preaching to the choir. <laughs> I am milking my wife. She's very disappointed in my decisions I've made over recent years. <laughs> that is the <laughs> truth. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I do have to ask about that, though, because your, your wife. Yes. Um, like she's seen you be, um, like you're a comedian now at yep. 70. Yes. You've been a comedian in your past. Yep. And then you've been like a, a professional in your own right as well. Yes. A whole career. Yes. So she's seen both sides of you. Mm-hmm. And now she sees, like, Jim, for people that don't know, you had a, your, you were into comedy back in like, like you, what, what was your? I want to get in. I, I want to get into this right off the hop. Okay. So like, your exposure to comedy. You're 70 years old right now. Yes. What do you remember? Is you being keep your, coming back to that, like you know. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, but, but I think I your can't believe he's that old. So when were you first? When did you first notice that you had an interest in this art form of comedy? Grade eight. No, Gra- grade seven. Excuse me, grade seven. We had a thing called speech class. Yeah, yeah. And this is the honest to God truth. I got up there and you had to read a speech that you had prepared, and I read one that had to do with babysitting somebody, and it was a monologue where I'm saying thing. And I said, okay, get into your PJs. And for some reason, the class found that funny. And they all laughed. And I went, man, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, ever since then, it's, it's, I, I love Marx Brothers with W.C. Fields. When I was growing up, I'm watching all those movies. I'm really getting into all that. And Maybe. I stand-up comedy. I can't get enough of it. But it was started, you know, it would have been nice if I got on stage when I was 14 or 15 years old outside of high school. Yeah. But you didn't, that opportunity wasn't there. And it was in Toronto and I was in Hamilton and we didn't have a car and we were poor because my yeah. father left and, and it was just my mom and my brother and my sister. <laughs> You're a pussy. And I was the oldest and they came along and screwed up a really great thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, I know. Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Well, were you a normal family? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say not. But it's not like I had a bad... I don't care for shit. I always think about that. Like, I don't think... Uh, do you think you have to have a lousy family to be a comic? No. Like, no, 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 I don't think so. No. Do you think you have to be messed up in the head to be a comic? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about it. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a matter of love. You get up on that stage, yeah. and when they laugh, it's like you love that. That is just something you embrace, and anybody who hasn't done that has no idea what it's like to get up there and have a big audience, and you're on fire, and you're rolling, and yeah. they're laughing. And you, I, Every time I do this, and it's going well, they usually give me five to seven minutes, and I do my and I, I rehearse in advance. I know what I'm going to do. I know I've got seven. I do my seven. I get off and I go, that was three minutes. That was only three minutes. And I look down. No, it was seven. You just go. You just you yeah. just love it, and it's it's a wonderful feeling. But I, I think it is. A, you have a neediness. What about you? You do comedy. Uh, do you have a neediness in your life? No, uh, I think I have an adrenaline. Uh, I like the adrenaline rush of of the public speaking of uh, putting of like. Hearing your name being called, yeah, and then uh, having to go up there and you have no choice, you can't get out of it anymore. Like right. when they call your name, and uh, you just have to do it, you know, like because against 
with with the kind of things I struggle with with my own uh, mental problems is that I I uh, wouldn't do anything. I would just sit in a chair and never move. If uh, so, I make myself do things, right. and then uh, that are outside of my comfort zone. So I'll continue to like uh, like try to like resist the urge to to hide in a corner. It's interesting you say that because that's one of the things that I find. I started doing this uh, two years before I retired because I retired at sixty eight, and. Um, if I didn't have this, that would be me sitting in in the corner because I don't like golf. Golf to me is right after fox hunting on the list of things that I <laughs> yeah. want to do. Yeah. It's it's not really high, and there's really nothing else. I don't want to go curling in winter. The all you know, yeah. you know, calling something a bond spiel does not make it sound appealing to me. You know, yeah. It sounds like something somebody spews out. You know, oh, I just did a big bond spiel on the floor. Isn't that awful? You know. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that, but, but, but sorry, Jimmy. But uh, the, the uh, I digressed. I threw you off your. I really threw you off, didn't I? Yeah, You've never you had a guest come out and take over the show like this, have you? No, I have actually, Joe. It's uh, <laughs> all many times. But well, you do it in a way that we actually like it. It's yeah. interesting. Yep. Well, Joe does it in a way that it makes everyone angry. Yeah, we hate it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> they hate it. I'm sorry. We love Joe, but we just don't like him on our show. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Ironically, I don't know the Joe you're talking about, but I got a pretty good idea. It's Joe Batello. Joe Batello. There's a picture of him over there with oh, a big X through his face. I love Joe. Joe I, know, I love uh, Joe. He's too. hilarious. We love Joe. He's we all love him. It's yeah. just that he, we, he's he's just he's a f he makes my wife laugh, and that makes me angry because I don't know what she's laughing at. It's terrible. And he loves that more than anything. <sighs> I was playing Yuck Yucks in Toronto, and Joe had a cold, and he couldn't drive. He said, Jimmy, can you drive me out? So my wife and I picked him up, and we drove him all the way out to Yuck Yucks and all the way back out, back home again, and we couldn't get a word in edgewise. He just kept going. you know. Just, oh, yeah. that's, you, a, that's the yeah. Joe. That's the Joe. Yeah. Yeah. That's the right guy. Did that's, he hit on your wife? No. Uh, no. Well, he, well, you know what? It's funny. No, it, it, it's hey, not well, Joe. He will always hug her. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That but he hugs me too, so I don't know what to say about that. No, no, that you can say anything you want. It's is. true. Joe will bang both you and your wife. <laughs> and uh, I left I, I'm not, that's why I left the dog at home. I wasn't taking any chances <laughs> yeah, with her oh, either. Yeah. That's the truth, man. I bet you Joe would bang his dog too. Don't you think so? Oh yeah. Big what big kind big. of dog is it? It's a uh, Papillon. He doesn't Ooh, care. I don't know what that is. It's a small one. It's just a. It's ten pound. 18-year-old. I'm waiting for it to die. My wife brought 18? it. 18? 18. And the uh, damn thing just bah, 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 bounces around like still. life is like it's nine. You know, it doesn't have a problem in the world. Steve the Rock in German just got a new dog. Sure really? Did. What kind? Hey, Steve. A what kind of oh. dog? Uh, it's a standard poodle. It's a standard... Not like a deviant poodle. You just got a standard, <laughs> standard poodle. It's not a miniature Factory poodle. second, you know, something with a big bow that's on the back of its tail that's not supposed to be there. It's oh, it'll be there. It'll be there. Oh. You're, are you one of those guys? You're going to you're gonna oh, be a poodle guy? Be. Yeah, he's going to show dog up the fucking poodle. <laughs> I can make it's my the laziest dog I've ever met in my life. He's a puppy and he doesn't do nothing. Like he's that's like, crazy. He's absolutely like the, I think it's deaf, but I don't know. <laughs> that could know. be. No, he's good. He's good. He's he has yeah he's just like really like what well, he's got no fight in him you know the other one your other dog what the hell got, do you want a pit bull <laughs> I'm just saying like you know someone should have some fight I like I like to respect my animals that's why I like cats because a cat you can't train it's a murderer a cat when you're gonna if you die in your house your dog's gonna lie by your body and starve to death you know if no one finds you. 
A cat's not even going to go to his full bowl to eat. He's going to win. He's going to eat your face as soon as you die because it's a wild animal that you live in your house with. That's cool to me, but do, not a dog. Do you have a cat? Yeah, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph so, the cat. Yeah, he's awesome. He replaced Larry. Uh, Larry was uh, bless, a better Larry. cat. Ralph's not as good as Larry, but oh, know. we used to have a hamster. It got it got loose and it ate a fridge magnet. Oh yeah, and that'll we, kill it, right? We didn't know until we found it stuck to the top of the wheel. <laughs> Little legs going like this. <laughs> Is that true? Came right around eventually, and uh, he died. And I tried to bury it, but he kept sticking to the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in the house to figure out what to do. And when I came back, uh, the hamster was gone. And I didn't know what happened to it. But later that day, I found a cat stuck to my car. So. <laughs> 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 that one went all the way through, Jimmy. I, well, yeah, I, it's, it's <laughs> cohesion. I like to have a little arc to my story. Good magnet. Yeah, yeah, strong like one. <laughs> yeah, there's a little uh, lure to it. Yep. I like it. Right. You know, um, we had a rescue dog once. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work. Fell in the pool. Didn't try and save me at all. <laughs> you know, I've been doing that joke for about 15 times, and I have yet to get a laugh on it. <laughs> Well, you still, I give you a half of one. That was a half a laugh. Do you, do you have a joke that you really love that you do that nobody ever laughs yeah. at? Yeah. You do? Yeah, you want me to tell it? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. I tell this one, it's dirty though, but I tell it because I like it and no one's ever well, liked is it. Is this an age thing? You're going, he's old, so we can't talk dirty no. to him. I just mean, I don't know if it's All I need is the subtitles as you're telling it. I'll be fine. Go I ahead. Know. Tell your dirty Jimmy, joke. Jimmy, I've heard your act. You have, you have dirty jokes too. Tell your dirty joke. You know he's had a prostate uh, removed, and I like, have, and and uh, no fuss, no muss, right? No, it was easy. Yeah, I but, still go in for the old rubber glove, but now it's strictly recreational. <laughs> Good for you. Set in spike. <laughs> Anyways, what was I saying? Well, I was supposed to get into something. I forgot. I, Your uh, joke, Pete. You had a joke. <laughs> oh, my joke. Yeah. So you know how I used to be a banker, Jimmy? I know you used to be a banker. Well, this is my joke. People hate it. I've been through the papers trying to figure out when you got the extortion charge dropped, but way to go, way to go. <laughs> so uh, I was saying that like I was a banker, which is shitty, and uh, I kind of uh, liken it to if I was, um, like I had this, I was actually pretty good at being a banker. I won two President's Club awards. Two but, times. Uh, yeah, two times. Uh, which is kind of like saying you're the sluttiest whore <laughs> at work. And uh, I was, uh, I kind of like in my career in banking to be as though I was uh, like a, a, a homophobic man and that every time I would uh, get into a gay situation and my homophobia would cause me to have a physical reaction where my asshole would become incredibly loose, you know? And you could just shove whatever you wanted into it, and so like there's the money thing again, you know. As it became, uh, as it became clear to me that this was my skill, I just kept uh, got into the world of gay porn, and for the next 15 years, just fucking cocks being shoved in my ass, you know, like just repeatedly, just shoved in there for years to the point where they gave me awards for being the best guy at getting things shoved in my ass. And then after 15 years, I'm just sitting in my house on the couch looking down at the prolapse pink sock that used to be my asshole. 
And I think, why am I doing this? Just for the money? That was the joke. No one likes it. <laughs> Works every time. Never worked once. Nope. No. Nope. No one likes it. Yeah. But I like it because it really does remind me of my career. Your problem is you don't get enough of the RuPaul-type viewer. Otherwise, that joke might have a chance of Oh, you working. think so? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think... I, I don't think it's a good joke, but it's it's no. <laughs> it's a therapeutic. <laughs> it's a therapeutic joke. You know what other one? I've what? A, I got another one that people hate that I that I like, but it's not everyone that hates it. Just certain people hate it. And I've told this on the show before, but I don't know if you've heard it. I was like, I tell a lot of dick jokes, you know, on stage, but uh, sometimes I tell a vagina joke for the girls, you know, just really? to give them something. So I say, hey, I bet you there's people in this room that were dating a girl. She was, when they started dating her, she was like, a, you know, some young lady that had like a nice fresh peach between her legs. And now after 25 years of hard life later, they're going to bed every night with someone that looks like she's smuggling a shot octopus in her underpants. Right? And you'll get half of the crowd like it, and then the other half do not. Yeah, I've seen you tell that one a few times, Pete. Those are the floppy... Uh, Plus girls. <laughs> I don't like it. That's yeah, what I women, there. women really are not fond of that. No, because they're self-conscious about that. They, they are. You, you know, I, well, you got to figure, women do not have it well. The center of sexuality for a man is so obvious. And the center of female sexuality is this little tiny thing the size of half of your little finger's nail. And if that's not enough, it's all folded and wrinkled and hidden away. Yeah. In a part of the female anatomy that is all folds and wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like trying to find a Sasquatch. You know, there's a lot of clues, but nothing you can put your finger on. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. We're trying all the old material that hasn't worked before, and by golly, it still isn't working. Well, who knows? At home, they're going crazy for it. Could be. That, yeah. you, you, we could be a hit. We could be a hit. You know, um, can I talk about my prostate? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk about it because uh, I, 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 I kind of want to get mine out. It's it, been no good for me. It, well, it, well, you know the great thing about having your prostate out is that um, you can't have any more children, which yeah. really made a mockery of my vasectomy as far as I was concerned. Right. <laughs> but the reason why is while you can still achieve orgasm, there is no ejaculation, which is cool. Yeah, it is. Because it means my wife is no longer the only one in this relationship who can fake an orgasm. Oh. Uh, you know, but you got to admit, though, Jimmy, yes. you get to be in, uh, you know, middle-aged, around middle-aged. Yes. And uh, sometimes you tap out, right? <laughs> you just don't go to completion. You just be like, yeah, I've had enough. I'm tired. Time for bed. Never? Uh, well, it's that whole, yeah. Well, you know. Because, like, you give a good effort. You do it for her. You give her everything you got. She's happy. Right. But you're just like, you know, Jimmy's not going to finish tonight. Jimmy needs to go take a nappy poo. Right? I, I, Never done I feel that? like you backed me into a corner here where you're like, <laughs> I, my I, I, I'm, I'm going to be right on an open. I've done it. I've done it a lot of times. I am a time. total stud muffin and have been since the age of 17. There what can go. I tell there you? you have you ever faked an orgasm? No. Have you ever just tapped out before you got to the end? Said, I'm not going to finish. Yeah. You've tapped out. You've tapped out? <laughs> Holy, Wes has it. He's the manniest of man. Goddamn right he has. Manny. <laughs> I tapped out. It's a you've never tapped out, Jimmy. Come on. No, but I've made the mistake of thinking we could go again, and that is a oh. big. That is, that is, that that's is, hilarious. That's the one that starts out. We'll do it in this position. Okay, now we'll try it in this position. I'm pretty sure this. Next thing you know, you're in Tim Hortons trying things because you got nothing left. 
Yeah. How long have you been married to your wife? I have been married to my wife for 47 and a half years. Jesus. Man, oh man. That's awesome, man. That really is. That I've, is awesome. That, like, do you, like, do you, like, you have to mix it up? Um, but, what are you, different partners? No, we're fine with no, each no, other. No, 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 not different partners. Just like, right. do you have to still be inventive at 70? Do you still got to come up with new moves? At 70, you have to give three weeks notice. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. I take, I'm on medications. I take blood thinners in the morning to keep me alive and Cialis at night to give me a reason for living. That is how my <laughs> life works now. I love that plan, man. Hey, I think that, uh, can you really get that shit? What? Like, I, am, I am on Cialis. I remember that's that when you lose your prostate, there's some nerve endings and things in there that can go away, and uh, you need some. Oh, uh, help to get it up. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a medical assistance thing. Oh, that's. I awesome. have a choice between Cialis or Viagra. Hey, I'm going to tell you, Jimmy. Tell me. You're <laughs> I'm letting out too much about my life right here. I'm just oh, saying, you're good. in stand-up comedy right. at 70 years old. You're yeah. hustling your ass off. People notice you in the business. They're saying, this guy's not just some guy doing it as retirement. This guy's a guy out there hustling, oh. working. Right? Like, this is, like, seriously. You take it seriously. People yeah. have seen the growth in you. You really are proud of you. I'm always proud to see my friends do good in comedy. And you've gotten so much better as the time I'm, I've worked I'm with I'm touched them. to hear we're friends. This is good. This is a new development I well, didn't I don't know want about. To call. Now I feel bad about saying friends. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. I've done your podcast. You have. You're, you're, which I have. You're one of those people I warm to immediately. Really? If I wasn't married to my wife, I'd give you consideration. I'm telling you that right oh, now. Oh, I'm straight as heck, eh? I, so am I. But, you know. Oh, but now, well, no. I don't know. We could be. I'm, I'm going to turn We you could down. be a situation comedy couple. Is what yeah. I'm saying. I don't think we would ever have sex with each other, but we could probably live together. And everybody, go, oh, aren't that's they true. Cute? Travel aren't they companions. Cute? Yeah, there you go. Me and Charles used to be travel companions before he fucking disappointed me tonight. <laughs> and now we'll never travel again. Together. Oh, it looks like Jim is. And yeah, we're me and Jimmy England. You you guys are the only ones with cars, I assume too. <laughs> yeah, we're the only comics that can drive. Oh my god, isn't that weird? It's so true. <laughs> yeah, i you know you want to get on shows, you drive comics that don't have cars, which yeah. is everybody. Yeah, I know. And I mean, right up to a very high level of professionalism, they are not driving cars. Yeah, and yeah. they come to us for rides. And you get a chance to do shows you wouldn't ordinarily get a chance to do if you have a license. That's right. And then you could you know, and then you can get your own gigs from that that's what i it really is something you have to take advantage of you have a car you know this is what comes to my point you're a stand-up comedian 70 years old prescription cialis you can sell this to all the comics and we would all take it just to make ourselves seem like superstars <laughs> and by all of us i mean i would buy it all off you and uh jane I got some Cialis here on the on the couch. <laughs> we might have a good night tonight. Just keep your calendar open. You're, you're expecting too much. You still have to work at it. You still need some incentive going on. It isn't like, no, it, it's just not going to come back up like that. You have That's to. Good to know. You, need, you need a little incentive, but it'll 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 work. It'll work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll work. Yeah. <laughs> I took some one time. It was a guy. I don't know if it was real Cialis. It was like something that's Black guy market gave. Cialis? Yeah, it was. It, ter- it totally was. I got it when I was working at the bank, too. Oh, wow. The guy was saying, like, my buddy gave me this thing and made my dick hard. My wife would love this stuff. I'm like, get me some. I want some now. And I took it on my vacation. It was crazy. Well, especially <laughs> since your wife wasn't with you. I think that was a big mistake yeah. right there. <laughs> I was telling you, Charter's my travel companion. That was a weird trip. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I should not have taken that. It did not help the flight at all. That's why he didn't come tonight. No. I fucked the shit out of him in that like air in that airplane sh- uh, bathroom. Still it's hurts very him to small. this day. He's got a lot of bruises. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think we, Jimmy, do you mind if we get to a segment we call feedback? We got feedback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got feedback. It is uh, feedback, everybody. This week's segment is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to my website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and click off your ad blockers, you're going to see two Amazon uh, banners. You can click on that if you're in the Canada or the U.S. In the Canada or the U.S. That's right. And you'll be able to do your Amazon shopping. And you know what? That bald guy, he's got enough money. He doesn't need it all. Some of it will now come to us. And we will spend it on nonsense. It's Christmas time. Help the Dutch all out. Yeah. That's right. That's the least you can do. And uh, also, I'm going to say we got a new sponsor tonight. It's Jimmy England's podcast, Back Whoa, to the Balcony. Hey. If you'd like to, please listen to this podcast, especially one from a year ago starring myself, Pete Van Dyke, where we discussed the movie Slapshot, which perhaps is the greatest movie ever made. Oh, damn right. I know it is, actually. I, I go on record saying it's the greatest movie ever made. And if you disagree with me, you can come on the show and fight me. Because I will... I know a lot about that show, Jim. I know you do. <laughs> I mean, I it's, it's not the greatest, but you know what? That's fine. But that, that's what makes a good podcast, is a little bit of conflict. And that we had that. You kept insisting it was good, and I kept trying to under, tell you The what. nuances of Paul Newman's character that's as right. Reg Dunlop cannot be <laughs> overstated enough. He deserved an Oscar for that role. Goddamn right. Reg Dunlop. He played a Canadian a hockey player. I had no idea it was even Paul Newman by the end. I thought it was a guy I grew up with. Hey, <laughs> next, you're, next you're going to tell me Don Cherry should be prime minister. This is the way this is going, isn't it? Uh, uh, no. No. No, Don Cherry's too old. I would like Bieber. To be... Prime minister? Yeah. Really? The Beeps. Huh. Because I think he's got a bad rap. I think it's about time he led. That's the fucking route we're going. We hire pretty people to be our leaders now, not people that actually know things. You know, there's no respect for people who have a brain that actually can uh, think about things and make decisions that are going to help mankind. It's about people who are likable that say nice things. Everyone's got to... That's bullshit. Honestly, you know, it's funny you say that. Back in, I think it was 1968, uh, a guy in the States, Marvin Kaplan, wrote an um, a, a essay about the fact that it's it's Nixon had gone and become president because he'd been on laughing and all these other things yeah. and it became a popularity contest. He said someday we're going to elect a, a bottle of Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. And we got close. They got close. <laughs> we are pretty close. We're gaining on it's it for insane. sure. Yep. You ever watch the movie called um, um, oh, Shit? It's, it's about uh, stupid people. The guy goes into the future and everyone's real stupid and he was like dumb in the past but then he goes to the future and he's smart. I have a feeling this is an Adam Sandler movie. Ridiculousness <laughs> or something or it, no, Idiocracy. Yeah, Idiocracy. That, that's what it was. Idiocracy. It, it was Luke Wilson. It was and the guy who was the president at that time, I think it was like Terry Crews or something like that. He's like wearing the jogging pants with the U.S. flag on it. And he's just like, everyone's watering their crops and Gatorade and shit like that. It's a, it's a really good movie if you have a chance to watch it. How stupid. We're pretty close to it in real life now. Yeah. 
It's, it's alarmingly crazy. It's alarming suit. And it's, and it's my generation. I hate to say it. You know, we, we, we did muck up. Yeah, you did. We mucked up bad. And we didn't fix it. <laughs> no, you didn't. No. And, we're, and the, the crazy thing is that this, I always find this weird that old people actually control the country because we vote and the young people do not. So, you know, we can do things like uh, vote down things that will help reduce climate change because they cost money. Because once the, once the shit hits the fan, we're dead. So we really don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have no, you have no skin in the game, right? No skin, no. Yeah. I, I got my kids, but even yeah. me, I think I can see the end. Like I think I can make it to the end now. You think you can? Mm, yeah, because I have cancer and stuff. Probably not gonna last that long. So no, I, you, that's the thing. Me and you are probably the same age. What? Like your if dog you, years you, or something? If you count the years you have left, I could be the same age as you. Um. Well, the irony of this is... Because if you lived to 90 and I lived till What am I now? 46? So I lived to 66. Eh. You know what? I'll tell you this. When I was young, <laughs> and I don't know why I thought this. I honestly thought I will not live past 39. Why? And I have no idea why I even picked that number out of a hat. And so... I'm, My mom had that, too. And But I had no justice for that. I had no justification for it. Oh, yeah. But I just felt like, you know, eh, I'm fragile. Yeah, yeah. There is something I know. I know a lot of people like that that have this feeling that they're like that they just have a ticking. Kinda. Yeah, but you, you know what? That's a that's it's a self um, self fulfilled prophecy. Thank you. English became a second language there for a minute. Yeah. I really appreciate your stepping in right there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah it is kind of yeah. You end up taking stupid risks and doing the bad like. I ne I never took stupid risks. You, you know never how, did? No, I used to have friends that would climb trees. We used to cl love climbing trees. I was the guy on the bottom, and they were up at the very top. And you know, my my danger was that when they fell, they were going to land on me. That was about the worst I could that could happen. But I no, I would not take the chances. You know, know how they say kids think that they're. Invincible. I think because of the 39 thing, I didn't believe I was invincible. I was ready for shit to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you still but you still will do like those same guys that will climb the tree probably wouldn't go on stage to tell a joke. Um, probably not. Yeah, like it's a different sort of, of bravery or whatever. Like to them, they would that would be just as terrifying as climbing a tree, going up there and making strangers no. laugh. That's, it, 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 no, I, I'm not going to take it. To, uh, say it isn't that bad, but it, it, it's it's a risk thing. It's a bigger risk to climb a tree than it is to climb on stage. It is different. Yeah, but, it, but you think physical harm is worse than having your your whole confidence shattered, being on stage and like bombing, right? No. You would rather have that happen than fall out of a tree and break. Your yeah, bones, yeah, right? I, I think so. I think you're Where right. I think if you say to like some regular Joe, do you have any regular Joes we can say this to? I don't know. Would you? Would anybody rather break a bone than go up on stage and eat shit and bomb? Would they rather take a broke like a physical injury rather than go eat shit as a comedy set? Yeah, they're all weirdos too. They're all artists. Well, they're, as well. Yeah, well, that's that, that's the other yeah. half of the equation. You can't ask that question of an artist. You have to ask that of a steel worker. Yeah, yeah, of someone that's not wired that way. Because like these guys would all do it because they understand like the the good outweighs the bad. You could go up there and do well. Well, that's you're still going to get an adrenaline rush from going up there and trying it. Yeah. You're yeah. still going to have a great story, even if you have a terrible time up there. Yeah, you so, could have a bad set. You could hit the bad notes. Break strings. It happens. Things, yeah. It does. Yeah, you deal with it. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't end your life. It's no. fine. No, no. You get better for it. 
I was stupid enough when I was younger to think I could play guitar and get up and play and all that sort of thing, but um, I got older and wiser. <laughs> did you it's try it ever? I did. Yeah. I, I actually played at Ontario Place. Holy Ooh. shit. They, what, they did this contest at the time for when Ontario Place had first opened, and I thought, this is great. We're going to go to Ontario Place. Where I ended up is at the back of an island on a little stage about the size of that. And... <laughs> About three people and 47 seagulls. That's what I yes. played to at Hamilton. Or, uh, Ontario Ontario, thank you. Yeah. That English thing again. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so that's, that's what I did. But I was willing enough to try it, but I was really, I'm a strummer, not a player. Yeah. And I have a voice that'll go so far and only so far. Yeah. Um, I'd rather tell jokes. There you yeah, go. Yeah, no doubt. I've sang on this show before. It's terrible. Yeah, Pete's not a singer either. No, did Mike. you ever finish this? Did you ever finish what you started to do, or when I interrupted you? You know, did, did we just kind of get right off track here? Feedback. Oh yeah, the feedback. Policy. Welcome back to feedback, ladies and gentlemen. With your sometimes host Pete Van Dyke. Yes, but uh, the only thing we got to get to is our good friend. I don't think we have any sponsors to go through, do we? I don't know. Please. Well, I forgot one. Clean flow. Clean flow. That's what you get because charters cannot come up with something better. Um, but I would like to uh, talk about our cookie sponsor. Oh. oh. And uh, no one is more disappointed with Dave not being here to creepily sniff her products than our cookie sponsor, Susan B. You want to play her theme song, guys? Yeah, Are you Dave's not here, so I guess, here, I guess it's it. Michael's turn to sing. All right, I'm back in, baby. Oh, Susie, Susie, we got some Christmas cookies by the looks of things, Susie, Merengue. Susie, the green and the white and the red and Charters would have a boner mm -hmm. if he was here, but he can go fuck himself this week, we'll eat the cookies, Susie. Merry Christmas to you, and thank you. Thanks for the cookies, Susie. Yeah. We got some wreaths here, I believe. Oh, oh yeah. It's they a are beautiful. Christmas They're meringue. Meringue. Meringue is... With uh, butter? Uh, what's it called? Uh, Butternuts. Butter yeah. I love horses. And she's oh giving God. us a note as well. It says, Merry Christmas live from the Dutch Hall. Sorry, Big Dutch. Um... <laughs> Hope this note finds you all well. This is my first baking in a few weeks, so I hope you enjoy this meringue. Mm. Put a little Christmas in your in your night. Have a great show. Susan B., big hearts. Tis the season. You are the best, Susan. Thank you so much. It's mm. glad to have you back. And I know my brother Paul is working on some baked goods for you as well. Wow. So we finally get to pay you back, and we're so happy to do so. Thanks, Susan. Susan, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. That was delicious. Now, today is a very important day in life from the Dutch Hall history because one of our members of our program, this is their birthday. And uh, it's our, uh, our good friend, uh, Braden Akuman, um, who, as we know, passed away last year. And uh, I have, we have, and in order to celebrate Braden's birthday today, We've got a message that has been delivered from Kevin Belanger, I understand, from uh, Braden's mom. 
And in order to, and I am reading, going to read it cold on the air. So if I have, uh, if I embarrass myself, then it is uh, in order to uh, please Braden. Yeah, he would love that. <laughs> yeah. He would. So we agreed to do this cold on the air. And uh, I want to just suggest, I also bought a, a present that we can end the show with. Uh, it was a birthday present for Braden, but uh, we might not even get to that. We might just do it off air. Okay. Kev, do you have it? So what I got here is a bottle of Johnny Walker Red Label. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. Which, bottled in Scotland, uh, is probably 30 years old. Braden's already taken the first shot. <laughs> a healthy one. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> shot. Um, so Braden got this from his grandfather, and... Uh, Vicky is now giving it to us. So wow. I've got a letter for Pete. And I got some I got some shot glasses. Thank you. So yeah, this is remember he was rating as the dad's liquor cap or his granddad's liquor cabinet. That's right. Do we still get that bottle kicking around? Yeah, we got it up the in brandy. up top. Yeah. And uh, awesome. actually my birthday present for Braden. Which is I would have bought him anyways, is the modern day 2018 version of 2019 that? version of his thing, so we can wow. drink uh, well, Saint Remy, Saint Remy, a little of a French brandy, <laughs> cheapest fucking like cooking brandy you can buy. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Eh? He said he was raiding his grandpa's. <laughs> yeah, I remember I stash. told him. I go, hey, I was calling him like a man of, um, uh, like a man of, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, yeah. Stature or stature? Was it man stature? of stature? Thanks, Kev. And uh, he goes, "What is this? A new character you're working on for me?" <laughs> Anyways, uh, I would like to read this letter from Vicky. It says to Pete and the lie from the Dutch Hall gang. A few months have passed, but I want to thank you for your part in Braden's memories or memorial. It must have been difficult for you to that evening, but I'm so glad that you did show, you did your show the Pete and Braden way. <laughs> I know he would have had a big smile and a laugh. Oh shoot, I'm such a bad reader. Over it, sorry. I can't uh, hear him say fuck the naysayers, which is true. And it, which he's talking about is my, uh, is uh, me and Chaz did a comedy set, uh, which was uh, a comedy set at a memorial service is not a good idea, Jim. I don't know if you know that. Especially that one. They hated us in every way, shape, or form. Everyone in that building hated us. Uh, Braden wouldn't have hated it. No, we he did it because we it. knew he would have loved that because like, I, I, it was terrible. <laughs> it's the most punk rock thing I've ever done though. Like that was the most, punk rock thing ever. Were you there, Wes? No. My favorite thing uh, was when Shaz was yelling at the whole Norwich community at the end. Yeah. I fucking love that shit. It was the best. But Shaz... That uh, was unbelievable, Shaz. Yeah, it was great. Both... Like, it was a really fun thing to do, but everyone hated us in the room. Anyways, I'm sending this bottle your way. It comes from uh, Braden's grandpa, Walt... Uh, which I'm sure he told you about. Braden's birthday is December 12th, so have a toast and enjoy. I still want to come see your new digs and watch you guys in action some Thursday evening. Well, Vicky, of course you can. Sincerely, Vicky. 
It says your caring concern is uh, sincerely appreciated, and we will always be fondly remembered. So we got it. That's it. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Vicky. And uh, of course, um, Braden. We can't. We couldn't imagine uh, this show without uh, Braden as being a part of it, and uh, he always will be. Um, I think it's a good thing to just end this show to d dedicate uh, the program to our friend. And uh, Jimmy, I'd like to thank you for coming in. Yes, I'd like to say, if you'd like to check out Jim's podcast, go to uh, Back to the Balcony on any of the podcast providers. You can see that program. They talk basically about 60s and 70s uh, movies. Yep. It's an excellent program, and uh, Jimmy's a great host. And if you'd like to look for him, he's he's all over southern Ontario uh, doing different clubs. So if you see Jimmy Anglin on a bill or a poster... Go out and see this guy. You won't you won't regret it. Thank you very much for coming in and entertaining us tonight, Jimmy. Thank you for having us. And uh, to everyone, thanks for watching live from the Dutch Hall. This one's for Braden. See you NT. See you next Thursday, everybody. Whoa. All right. You would have liked that one, Gramps. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he played guitar so good. <laughs> I just want to keep it on Kev. <laughs> it's like drinking it out of an old sock. Fuck me. One, two, three. something he would drink for sure. Oh, it does taste like a cigar.